Blog Talk Radio. Look. 
beginning Anyone can feel the ache You think it's more than you can take But you're stronger
for International Radio. This is our Thursday night broadcast. My name is Sean Holmberg, your co-host along with Christopher Herzog. And we are here for um, <laughs> two hours um, of Seeking Jesus. Um, welcome back to all our guests, um, all our faithful listeners who listen to us um, almost since day one. And it's it's really an honor um, that we've had so many people, including ministers and um, and even missionaries from all over the world who've actually come to um, and come listening to us. Um, me and Chris have only been doing this for. I would say close to a couple months. Um so we're really honored um by our listeners. Um that being said, um tonight I'm not sure exactly where Chris is where Chris's heart is gonna be with the program. Um he has a prayer meeting he does every Thursday night. Um and so I know he's gonna be in his prayer meeting at least for a little bit. So he may actually be here um, by 10, I mean by 11, or he may be running late. So we'll just have to see how it goes. Um, that being said, um, I was driving home today, and it, it's interesting. Um, we all have these special places and times where it seems like the Lord, if he wants to talk to us, um, has a better option of doing so. Um, for me, it's usually um, when I'm doing something like washing dishes or I'm sitting in my car. Um, but today I was in my car and um, I started thinking about the image of Jesus. Um, not necessarily the, necessarily just the image of Jesus, but Jesus himself whom none of us who are alive have ever seen. But the Bible says, blessed are the... Jesus actually said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And, you know, it says in Colossians, um, this is Colossians, actually, the first chapter of Colossians, down, starts in verse 3. It says, we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has not come to you as has also in all the world, or which has come to you as it also has in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God and truth. As you also learned from Ephorus, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared us, declared to you, to us our love for you, or, eh, sorry, I can't speak tonight, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason we also since the day we heard it, do not cease 
pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. <coughs> Excuse me. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in, in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he is reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. There is so much in that chapter, and it's not even the end of the chapter. There's this Jesus. <sighs> the image of the invisible God. And it's only by revelation of the Holy Spirit that we even come to the realization of who he is. And you know, I think um and I don't and I'm not when I say this I don't want to say it and sound harsh and I'm not saying this to be judgmental or anything like that, so don't get me wrong. But I remember listening to a song by Misty Edwards, and during this song, she had mentioned that people very easily 
speak of being friends with God. And I'm not saying that we're not, because Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. But we go through our Christian lives from the time we first come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus and from that first moment in which we accept him as our Savior and accept his sacrifice for our sins upon the cross and we place our lives in his hands and we place our souls and our everything and we give it to him and we lay down our works and we um, and accept that he did what he did for us. And, you know, I think a lot of times we tend to not think about it as much as we should. And not that we should overanalyze it, but in a sense, sometimes I think we should analyze it to really get a full and complete understanding of what actually happened. Um, because we say things a lot as Christians, and I notice I do it um people do it. We 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 speak the Bible and it's like a lingo in some ways. Um we can re, we can a lot of us can recite scriptures. But when it comes down to it, um James says that you can be a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word. And you know we can recite scriptures, but the real question is how many of those scriptures have actually become realities in our lives and in our hearts? How many of those scriptures have we taken and have we used those scriptures to let the Holy Spirit transform us and renew us? Or are we just speaking their scriptures to speak them? And, you know, we talk about being friends with Jesus. And that's, it's not a simple thing, I don't think. I mean, it is in the sense of his love for us and his unending faithfulness to us to fulfill his word in our lives and to fulfill the calling that God had on his life, which is through us. You know, as Jesus says um, in Hebrews, Hebrews or Romans, I think it's Hebrews, it says that for the joy that was set before him, Jesus, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And the joy that was set before him was us. It wasn't just that he can get off the cross and that he would be back in heaven, which he was because it said that not even death could hold him. And the Holy Spirit resurrected him from the dead. And the Father raised him up, seated him at his right hand, exalted his name above every name. But this same Jesus, who it says... In first in in John chapter one it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was 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 with God, and the word was God. Colossians says that all things were made through him and by him nothing was made that was made. This same Jesus you know the um Pharisees used to always say, Show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know, that's an amazing, 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 amazing statement. One of my mentors once told me that, you know, a lot of people get in a place of their relationship with the Lord, and I've been there before, where... You desire his presence so much and you desire to enter into his presence and you desire that relationship and that intimacy with him 
that the only thing that would be better is to literally be standing face to face with him just like the disciples had the opportunity and honor to do and to have even possibly to stand that time which is coming sooner or later when we'll have the ability to stand in front of the uncreated God something that we we talk about really lightly but it's something that we possibly can't really comprehend because we can't really comprehend who he is and what he looks like we have descriptions in the Bible of him but the thought of actually standing before Almighty God you know he said no man shall look at my face and live and he's equated to a consuming fire and you know we stand before him even now not just when we get to heaven and before him but even now we stand before him in white robes um, clothed in righteousness through the blood of Jesus who was our Passover lamb <clears throat> excuse me but it is a mighty amazing thing to know the living God to know his son Jesus Christ he was you know they say he was all God and all man at the same time you know Jesus said I and my father are one this same Jesus who was in the beginning before the universe was even created before the first molecules took shape before the first sunlight from any of the stars came into existence he was with the Father and everything that was created according to Colossians was created through him and for him and this same Jesus who is God left that place even if only temporarily he left that place a position that we could never possibly comprehend a place in heaven and not even in heaven but just in eternity itself and a being and a um, nature that we could never possibly comprehend that Jesus was with the Father Jesus was and he said I and my father are one if you've seen me you've seen the Father and he left this place and in with knowledge that we could never comprehend he took all of that of himself and he took it down to the size of an embryo in Mary's womb and then he grew into a man similar to all of us so that the God of all heaven and earth who created us could walk in our shoes that he could experience the life the way we experience it that he could be victorious over the sin that has kept us bound that he could triumph over the enemy who had subjected us in this world into bondage and coming into this form of a man and walking as a man but without sin 
he subjected himself to the cross. And even though he said he could call legions of angels at his side, he subjected himself to the cross. And at that moment, the Father took all the punishment for the sins of humanity from the first man all the way to the last man who is, has not even been born yet. All that sin and all that punishment and all that judgment the Father then placed on His Son Jesus. And I could sort of imagine not really, but I could try to sort of imagine what that would be like if you were God and being able to take all that. But a man, even though he was God, a man, and he became a sacrificial lamb. And even that we can't really comprehend. We've never had to face our own judgment. We'll never will have to face our own judgment. We will never have to bear the punishment for even our own sins. And yet this man, Jesus, took it all for all of us at once. And when it was done, He was buried. He went down into the depths of hell and snatched away the authority from the devil. Because even in death, he was triumphant. And then the Father reached down and raised him up and declared. <laughs> the victory over death, hell, and the grave. And took this same Jesus and raised him back up at his right hand. And he placed all things under his feet. And then took that name and exalted it above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord. It's an amazing, amazing thing, this man Jesus, who has become our Savior, who is also our God, who became our Redeemer, our Advocate, who became our Righteousness. And by simple faith, of just believing him in what the word of God, the Bible, from beginning to end says about him. You know, from the beginning of Genesis on, even before the New Testament was ever first written and the first words were ever written on parchment, even the Old Testament spoke about him and the prophets. So he spoke of the coming king and the coming Messiah and the coming covenant. The coming covenant where even the Father God said that 
I will write my laws on their hearts. And and not only did he do all that, but then he ascended next to the Father, and he sent the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of the living God, who is just as much God as God, who dwells in us and among us, the very Holy Spirit that was there in the beginning when the earth was was without form and void, and it's just darkness was over the face of the earth. And he was hovering over those waters, waiting for the commands. The same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. It's the same Holy Spirit that came to dwell in us and among us and to reveal to us the things of the Father. Those things, you know, God said that my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Or my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. Something like that. And those very things that we can't possibly comprehend, the Holy Spirit takes and reveals unto us and gives us revelation of the things of God, of the things of the Father. It takes us into a different realm, beyond this earthly realm where we're subjected and sort of boxed in by rules and laws and regulations and expectations of how things we think are supposed to be and the way things are supposed to work and what the world may say is or is not possible. But the Holy Spirit reveals to us the word of the Father and the word of Jesus and makes those words alive with us to present us with a new hope and a new realization that with God nothing is impossible. That even though the world may declare that a person is sick and there's no hope. The Word of God declares that by His stripes we're healed. And the Holy Spirit gives us revelation of His Word being true in any situation. That we can stand not upon what we see with our eyes and not what we hear. And not even what we can feel or touch. But gives us faith to believe in those things that we just believe. This entire transformation process of us being transformed from glory to glory into His image and being renewed in the spirit of our mind and being sanctified and being built together for a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit and becoming this temple of the living God. You know, we spoke about it before that the Bible says that, I mean, God said that, what is the temple you'll build me? Where is the house that you'll build me when my hands have created all things? And there's no building on earth that could hold his presence. But yet he chooses through his Holy Spirit to dwell in us and for us to be his temple. And then he not not only calls us to be his temple. He calls us his bride. The love of his life. The love of his soul. 
And then he says that we are sons and daughters adopted into his family, given the name to be named in the household of God. All through this, Jesus. It's an amazing, amazing thing. This Jesus who we've never seen, but yet we love. This Jesus with whom, regardless of what's going on, we trust. Knowing that the things that we don't understand, he does. Knowing that when things don't just go just the way we expect them. That we know he is faithful to complete in us those things which he has promised. Anyway, our, I've been rambling long enough, I think. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. This is Prayer International Radio, and we'll be back in just a second. Majesty, worship his majesty unto Jesus be all glory, power, and
majesty Worship His majesty
that you would transform us and shape us and mold us into your image, Father. Lord, that you would create in us a clean heart, Father. That our minds would be renewed. Day by day, Father, that we our minds would be renewed. Father, um, your word declares that we have the mind of Christ, Father. Holy Spirit, take this word. Take the words of Jesus. Holy Spirit, make them alive to us. Make them real to us, Father. More real than the next breath that we breathe. Jesus, let your words become alive to us. Give us revelation into who you are and what your plan is for us, Father. We long and desire to be in your presence. You said that if we would draw near to you, you would draw near to us. As David said, one thing I have desired, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, Father, whether we are in church or we're in our homes, Father, whether we're in our cars or at work, Father, let us dwell in your presence. Let us and let our lives be set in a way that allows your presence to be with us. Father, we know that you are with us wherever we go, Lord, for your word declares that you would never leave us or forsake us. Father, let us enjoy your presence, Father, wherever we go. Give us a realization. Father, give us a revelation into the nature of your presence, Father, that we would understand and fully comprehend, Lord, that wherever we are, there you are too, Father, and wherever we go, that you're there. Always with us, Father. Always faithful. Jesus, be glorified in us. Be glorified in this world. Exalt your name in this world. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Awesome. Awesome doesn't even seem like a really good word to describe Jesus. It really doesn't. Indescribable is more like it. Um, okay, I guess I'm going to put a worship song on. I'm not really sure which one, so let's see. Um. <laughs> Okay, I got a good one. We only have so many worship songs, so like if you listen to these broadcasts a lot, you're going to hear some of the same songs over and over again. But it obviously means that we like them. Um, but, you know, there's nothing like worshiping him and being in his presence when it doesn't become just words. And it's not just us singing along because we like a song, but... Because we become what the song mentions And we, we become worshipers Not just because like we feel we need to Or we feel like we have to But because it becomes The biggest desire of our heart 
stand before him and to cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is to, is to come to declare Jesus that you are Lord, to declare Jesus that you are King over us, to declare that you are faithful and true Jesus, to declare that you are exalted above heaven and earth. It's not even about us, it's all about you. And so Jesus, we come desiring to worship you in spirit and in truth. Holy Spirit, give us revelation into what that really means to worship you in spirit and in truth. For you said the Father is seeking such to worship you. So let us lay aside all of our the things in our minds and our hearts so that we can come to a place of just coming before you, Father, and worshiping you for who you are. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything. Coming after you I'm coming after you 
Praise God, we're back. I guess we were muted. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> happens again from time to time. All right, praise God. We want to uh, go into a time of prayer right now. Praise Jesus. Well, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just give you praise and glory and honor. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your word that's going forth. Father, we ask your kingdom come and your will be done over the lives of everybody listening tonight. That, Father, you would move in a mighty way by your spirit. That, Father, you'd reveal truth to every person listening. You'd open up their eyes and open up their spiritual ears. That you would allow them to hear the voice of your spirit. And that, Father, you would open up their hearts, that their hearts would be guarded, guarded but not hardened. They would guard their hearts but not harden their hearts so that they could hear your voice. Father, we pray, Lord God, for the assignments of the enemy to be canceled and for only the plans and purposes of God to come forth in their lives. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But, Father, you provide daily bread for everybody listening tonight, Lord, that their spiritual eyes and ears would be open, that they'd have spiritual nourishment, but they'd also have the practical their practical needs met to you, Lord. So meet their daily, provide daily bread, meet their daily needs, Father, we pray, Lord God, for a spirit of forgiveness over your people. Lord, let them not walk in bitterness and resentment, but let them have the right attitude towards people all of the time, Father. So, Father, praise God. We just thank you for what you're doing right now, Father. We thank you that you're moving throughout the earth. And we just thank you, Father God, for touching, Lord, those that are listening, those that are connecting on our website or those that are connecting uh, on Blog Talk Radio, those that are connecting on Facebook and different media streams, we speak blessings over them and their families. Right now, Father, we ask your blessings over Sister Cheryl and the JC Overcomer Ministries. Pray that you'd strengthen and bless their ministry, Father, that you'd encourage their ministry, provide some finances and resources, and begin to give them an influence that would be not only around the nation, but international influence, Father, that would reach the nations with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, right now we pray for our brother from Australia, brother down under. We pray for him and his family. We pray for the people of Australia. We pray for our brother's family right now that they would know Jesus in a real and living way, that they would be saved by the blood of Jesus and touched by the power of the Holy Spirit that they would be revealed, truth would be revealed to their hearts, and that they would be delivered from any lies of tradition and religion, that they would be uh, delivered 
Catholicism, that, Father, you would speak truth in their hearts and that they would encounter your Holy Spirit in a real and living way. We pray for peace and unity over the family. We pray that you'd bless our brother as he walks with you, as he's seeking the things of God. Father, lead him by your Spirit. Surround him with your presence and lead him in peace. In Jesus' name, we praise God. Well, glory to God. This is Prayer International Radio, and my name is Chris Herzog. I am picking up the second half of the broadcast. We started out, Sean Homery was sharing his heart, uh, sharing the word of God, and praying and worshiping, as always. Just want you guys to know, you can check us out at www.prayerinternational.org. Or you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Also, you can uh, get into the chat room or call us at 619-638-8458. We've got the chat room open. We've got a few people in the chat room. And what else? Praise God. We are raising up a global watch of prayer, praying for the United States, praying for the nations of the world, praying for Jerusalem, Japan. You know, there's a lot of things going on in our own nation. Uh, Alabama, some different places are getting flooded and experiencing tornadoes and experiencing all kinds of weather conditions. And we just pray right now in the name of Jesus for the United States of America. Father, we ask God bless America, that your blessings would be upon our nation. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would draw people from the north, south, east, and west and send laborers into our nation and send laborers out of our nation into other nations. And, Father, we pray for a great awakening. We begin to stir up in the hearts of the people. There would be a revival, a great awakening, Father, moving across our nation, Father. The Lord, your spirit is pouring out that, Father God, you are touching people not only uh, with the truth of your word, but you're touching people in power and demonstration of your spirit. We thank you that your gospel is not in word only, but it is in power. Thank you that your gospel is the power of God and the salvation for all who believe. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. God is so good. God, it's so good. Touch our nation. Save Barack Obama, our president. Reveal yourself in a mighty way to his cabinet, to his family, to the governors and mayors, those that are city council members, those that are judges and our Supreme Court, Father, that you would just begin to move in every office of our nation, in every place of influence, in the business realm, in the media realm, in the political realm, in the education realm, Father, in the religious realm, Lord, the media Lord, the entertainment realm. Father, you would move in a mighty way. Well, Father, right now we pray uh, for a man named Brian, uh, JC Overcomer Ministries. Just ask, we pray for Brian. Father, we pray for Brian. We join our faith with uh, with uh, Sister Cheryl. We lift up Brian and we pray that God would touch him and reveal truth to him. In Jesus' name, we pray that you would just fill him with the love of God. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would just give him a calm spirit, that you'd give him a peace in his life, and that, Father God, he would just have uh, self-control in his life, Father. 
Right now, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're pouring out. We just pray, Lord God, we just agree, Father, not only for our nation, but we pray for Jerusalem right now. We pray for Israel. We pray for the peace of God to surround your people, Father, surround Jerusalem and Israel, surround, Father God, the the government and the people there, protect the military, protect the Christians that are there, protect the believers in Christ that are there. Father, we pray, Lord God, that your peace would be over that place, that your prosperity would be on Jerusalem, be on Israel, Lord, and that your provision would be there, Lord. We thank you, Father, for moving, that, Lord God, you are raising up a praise in the earth in your people. And we just thank you, Father, for what you're doing. We give you praise and we give you glory. We give you honor, Lord. And we say, the kingdom of God come. Will of God be done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this is Prayer International. And we are praying and just declaring the word of the Lord. Just so thankful that you could join us tonight. If you're listening, we just want to continue to declare the truth of the word and just declare that God is pouring out of his spirit. Praise God. All right, so let's see what we got here.
Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And he had put to grief. He had put him to grief. But now shall make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by the knowledge. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear the iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors. All right, so let's back up. I'm going to back up and get into Isaiah 53 now. Um Praise God. Amen. All right, so who has believed our report? To whom the arm of the Lord? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Do you believe God's report or are you believing the report of man's question? Are you believing the report that comes from the Lord? Has the arm of God been revealed to you? See, God's arm is not short that it can't save. It can save. See, God's arm is outstretched towards you. Talking about Jesus, he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no former comeliness that when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. They're saying, look, in the natural, nobody was attracted to Jesus. But it was the spiritual that they were attracted to. He is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him, and we despised him, and we esteemed him not. In other words, look, even when Christ was right in front of us, even when Christ walked the earth, people in general, and so true even in our lives today, even when Christ, even when the Spirit of God is at work moving in our midst, moving right in front of us, we hide our faces from him. We reject him. We despise him. We need to learn to receive him. We need to learn to receive the things of God. It says, uh, Surely he has borne our griefs and cares, our sorrows. Yet we have seen him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. We need to realize he's borne our griefs. He carried away our sorrows. He carried them away. He took them on. See, some verses say sicknesses and pains. He's taken away your sicknesses and pains. That's a covenant promise that by the stripes of Jesus, your sicknesses and pains have been taken away. He's carried them away. They're sealed. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for iniquity. You see, your transgressions and iniquities are covered by the blood of Jesus. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. If you want peace, look, he was chastised so that you could have peace. Look, crown, three-inch crown of thorns were thrust on his head right where his mind was 
And he bled from his mind. He bled from his head so you could have peace in, in your mind. And with his stripes, verse 5, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Uh, we are sheep of God astray, and we have turned everyone to his own way. Have you turned your own way? Have you gone astray? See, the Lord's laid on the iniquity of you all on, on Jesus. Jesus was oppressed and afflicted, and he didn't open his mouth. Verse 7. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears, he didn't open his mouth. Verse 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare to his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living, and the transgression of my people he was stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit found in his mouth. See, Jesus did not do any violence. They didn't find any receipt, any deceit in his mouth. Why? He was above reproach. He was pure. He was holy. And it took a holy sacrifice. It took a sinless sacrifice to atone for your sin. It took the blood of Jesus to atone for your sin. It took all the hell and all the pain and all the stuff that Jesus went through so that you wouldn't have to go through it. And see, this walk is a walk of faith. It's too hard for the mind just to comprehend and fathom that Christ would go through these things so that we could be free, so that we could be healed, so that we could be set free from sin and sickness, so that we could be prosperous, so that we could have peace. It pleased the Lord to bruise him and put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus is bearing your iniquities. Jesus is bearing my iniquities. He took them. He took them. He poured out his soul. He was numbered with the transgressors. He bore the sin of many, and he makes intercession for the transgressors. Christ is in heaven praying for you right now. His work is not finished. He's in praying for you. He's in heaven praying for you. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, pleading his blood, declaring your name to the Father. If you're in Christ, if you're one of his, he is pleading on your behalf. Declaring that his blood is speaking for you to them. And I'm here to tell you that what Jesus went through on the cross was not in vain. His sacrifice was not in vain. His suffering was not in vain. The passion that he endured, the things that he endured were for purpose, were for the kingdom's sake. They were for your salvation. They were for your healing. They were for your deliverance. Yeah, Isaiah 50, verse 6. They also ripped his beard out. 
Hey, thank you, brother. But realize what Jesus went through for you. We just got through the Passover season. That was declaring that the blood of the lamb, put it on the doorpost, that the blood of the lamb is speaking so that the angel of death could pass over, the angel of sickness could pass over, the angel of hell could pass over, that we would not be subject to the curse of the law, but we would be subject to the blessing of Christ, the blessing of Passover, the blessing of the Passover lamb. The promise of the blood of Jesus that is speaking for me and speaking for you today. To realize the blood of Christ is speaking today. Isaiah 53 was written for you to realize what Jesus went through. When you drink that juice and partake of that bread and that cracker, Realize communion is more than just eating some bread and drinking some juice. But you're saying, I'm eating the flesh of the Lord and I'm partaking of his blood. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And you see, even in Leviticus, when they had to eat the Passover lamb, they were strengthened. And as you partake of his flesh, as you acknowledge him, and you hide yourself in the cross, you will be strengthened. You will be strengthened. Praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We're going to go into a time of worship. We love the worship. Love the worship. Praise God. Glory to God. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. Email is prayerinternational at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website www.prayerinternational.org.
All right, praise God, we're back. And I uh, just wanted to kick things off with another song. Just take some time to give God glory and give God praise. Let the word of God just soak into our spirit. Just let this word just soak in. Just have a revelation of what Christ did for you. You know, have a revelation of what the Lord went through. And, you know, it really makes you appreciate who he is. And really just give you a deep love for him. You know, it's the love of God, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. You know, it's the fact that he first loved us that causes us to want to love him. It's the Holy Spirit of God that he freely gives to us. That actually puts that love in our hearts. The word of God says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So we just want God to just take us a deep love. Deep love with Him.
take some time just to worship Jesus. You know, he's so good. You know, we've got to stay thankful. We've got to keep an attitude of gratitude in this life, in this walk with the Lord. You know, it's so important that we keep things on the inside adjusted, make sure we keep our minds so tight, make sure we keep the right perspective. You know, the Bible says to rejoice always, you know, to be thankful. And it's it's the thanksgiving and the praise and the gratitude that actually open up the courts and the gates of heaven. See, the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart and enter his courts with praise. Uh, let's go to Psalm 100, verse 3. I'm just going to read all of 100. But it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. See, if you want to get into his presence, singing is the way to go. Verse 3, know ye the Lord, that he is God. It is he 
that made us and not we ourselves. See, it, God is God. God's the creator. God is the one in charge. It's not you. You're not God. He's God. Praise God. It says we are the his people and the sheep of his pasture. And he says his sheep hear his voice. He says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Verse 5, for the Lord, he is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Praise God. Praise God. Well, you know, God wants us to serve the Lord with gladness. Gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Make a joyful noise. Come before his presence with singing. And just remember that. That's how God wants us to come. Gratitude. We need to just remember what Christ did. We need to be thankful. And so I want you to set your mind and just remember and reflect back on, on the blood of Christ. Reflect back on the sacrifice that was given. And realize that God says, present your body. God says, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. For this is your reasonable service. We need to present ourselves as a sacrifice. Present our lives as a sacrifice unto God. You see, just like God presented himself for us, we need to present ourselves for him. We need to take up our cross and follow him. We need to learn what it means to die to self, to live unto him. Praise God. Well, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We're coming up. We've got about 10 minutes left on the program tonight. And just wanted to give the word, give some praise, give God some glory and honor. And so we went through Isaiah 53. We went through Psalm 100. I'm going to read another psalm. That's all right. I'm going to read Psalm 63. We're going to wrap it up with 63 tonight, I believe. Psalm 63 says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek thee. My flesh longs for thee. My soul thirsts for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Is God your God? When you go to God, do you call him your God? Do you seek him as your God? Do you seek him early? Does your soul thirst for him? Does your flesh long for him? Are you in a dry and thirsty land where there's no water? You see, God says he'd make rivers from the dry grounds. He'd make springs in the desert. And if you're thirsty, and if you're longing for him, he promises no matter how barren your land is, no matter how dry things are, he'll bring refreshment. Verse 2 says, to see your power and your glory as I've seen it in the sanctuary, as I've seen you in the sanctuary. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise thee. 
That's what we're talking about, the loving kindness of God. We're talking about the love of God. You see his power and his glory, when you see him, when you see God in the sanctuary, when you see his power and glory, it'll do something to you. It'll have an effect of He says, my lips will praise thee, verse 3. Verse 4 says, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Bless the Lord. Or do you lift up your hands in the name of the Lord? Do you lift up whole hands without wrath or doubting? You see, when you know when you play cops and robbers, when when it's time to surrender, you say, "Pick them up," and you put your hands up in the sky. You know, sometimes you'll see the cops and robbers, uh, cowboy and Indian movies, where they say, "Reach to the sky." And they have them at gunpoint. Well, let me tell you something. It's the same way. God wants you to reach to the sky. God wants you to stick them up. God wants you to raise your hands in a sign of surrender. See, it's a sign of surrender. It, God wants surrender. He wants you to give up. Give up your life and take on his life. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. Uh, my soul shall be satisfied as narrow as that. My mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. See, there's that joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. My mouth will praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee and not watch thee, because you have been my help, therefore, in the shadow of your wings, will I rejoice. Do you remember God upon your bed? Do you meditate on God day and night? Do you meditate on God in the night watches? Do you keep your mind continually on Him? Do you remember where your help comes from? Do you rejoice in the shadow of His wings? Do you hide yourself in the shadow of His wings? Verse 8 says, My soul follows hard after you, and your right hand upholds me. Verse 8 says, My soul follows close to you. My soul sticks to you like glue. My soul clings to you. That word, follow hard, the Hebrew word for that word is debak. Debak. It means to cling to, to stick to you like glue, to adhere to. It's almost like concreting, cementing something together and not being able to pull it apart. Is that the way you are with God? Are you like Jacob who grabbed a hold of God and said, God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go down to the lower parts of the earth. They, verse 10, they shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. Verse 11, but the king shall rejoice in God. The king shall rejoice in God. Are you rejoicing in the Lord? Everyone that swears by him shall glory. Do you realize that if he is the one that you swear by, if he is the one you trust in, if he is the one that you cling to, if he is the one that you rely on, if he is the one that you're looking to for your help, everyone that swears by him shall be saved. Everyone that swears by him shall glory, but the mouth of those that speak lies shall be stopped. Praise the Lord. Well, Father, right now we just 
pray, Lord, that you should be our God. Lord, cause us to seek you early, Father. We pray our, our soul thirsts for you, our flesh longs for you, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Father, we want to see your power and your glory. We want to see your power and your glory in our lives, in the sanctuary, wherever we go, Father, wherever the soles of our feet tread. We pray for your power and your glory to come, Lord. Father, we pray that we can bless you and lift up our hands to your name, Lord, without wrath or doubting, that, Father, we would be people that bless you while we live, that your love and kindness, Lord, we declare is better than life, and our lips will praise you, that our souls will be satisfied, that our mouths praise you with joyful lips, that we'll remember you and meditate on you, and we will rejoice in the shadow of your wings, Father. We just thank you for what you're doing, Lord. Cause us to cling to you. Cause us to stick to you like glue. Lord, let your right hand uphold us. Father, we declare that we will rejoice in you, Father, and that everyone that swears by you will glory, Father. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for Jesus. Father, we ask your blessings upon every person listening tonight. Father, we pray, Lord God, for every man, woman, child, and teenager that you'd reveal Jesus Christ as Savior to them, that you'd reveal Jesus Christ as Lord, as, as healer, as deliverer, as provider, as the shepherd, as the God, the ever-present God that's always there. Father, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness. We thank you, Father God, for your mercy that endures throughout all generations. Now, Father, we speak your blessing over every person listening tonight. We ask that you lead and guide them by the Holy Spirit. You give your angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways. Father, we pray that you make your face to shine upon them and that they would go in peace. Father, we thank you that you're ordering their steps, that the steps of righteous men and righteous women are ordered of the Lord, and you're making plain paths for their feet to dwell in, Lord. Bless their walk. Make their crooked paths straight. Keep them and gird them up. Lord, guard their hearts. Father, we just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This is Prayer International Radio. We are wrapping it up for the night. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen tonight, for praying with us, standing with us, supporting us, believing God with us. We want to stand and support, believe God for what's going on in your life, and pray God's kingdom come and it will be done. If you want to get in touch with us, we're at Prayer International www.prayerinternational.org prayerinternational at gmail.com You can call us at the 1-800 number 1-800-701-2785 You guys have a blessed night